Welcome to the Internationalism Global Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram for more updates. Never be the same, know the world beyond. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was thinking to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. One <laughs> sentences in the thought. Don't worry, just do anchor. With all the portals and everything in a sensible way, you get a benefit. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm/start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. The Sino-Indian relations or confronted by new challenges historically india and china were always uh, perceived as old civilization and india had extended hand of friendship and supported china in various forums including seeking a place in the security council during the nehruvian era which we also call the age of idealism Nehru ensured that China gets its due to the extent that uh, he declined the invitation to assume a seat as a permanent member in the security council on the ground uh, on the grounds of fairness and representation however the 1962 war was an eye opener china at least the chinese regime never considered india as an equal Chinese foreign policy has been one of aggressive assertion and dominance in the region and since 9/11 China has been on a march some of the scholars call it peaceful rise of china however the peaceful rise has not been peaceful to the extent that uh, most of their neighbors have are facing the threat of china in their immediate neighborhood china has been asserting itself in the high seas it has been trying to encircle india with its string of pearls uh, analogy wherein it has tried to circle india by developing friendly ties investing heavily in building naval bases in india's immediate neighborhood chinese attempt has been to hyphenate india with pakistan rather render it insignificant as an important asian power india 
which was confined to the status of South Asian power till the Rajiv Gandhi era has underwent a drastic change. Since the days of late Sri Narasimha Rao, that is 1991, India has been on the rise in terms of its responsibility in UN peacekeeping force, in terms of cooperating with major powers to protect the high seas from piracy, to check human trafficking, to check uh, drug trafficking. And the perception, however, in China is India is trying to cater to America's, what it claims, new imperial tactics. And the fact is, in the COVID era, there is a lot of debate and deliberation about movement of capital for out of China, movement of industries out of China, so which will have an adverse effect on the global supply chain, that is to the detriment of China. But it is the response of the world community. It is not an attempt to cut China to size, but rather safeguard the interest of the world community in this COVID era. While the investigation about COVID will take uh, its own due course, but what matters is every country is standing up to protect its own distinct national interest. The second fear of China is the growing proximity of India with the United States of America. The debate and uh, deliberations on the Quad where Australia, Japan are playing a very important role and the co-option of India in that has uh, created bitterness in the Chinese establishment. And China feels that India should focus more on South Asia and try to, what it calls, improve its relations with its neighbors. However, there have been some events which generate a very different signal. For example, the development in Indo-Nepal relations. Nepalese claim over certain territory and the Nepalese regime's attempt to have a new map and justify that. These things can't be seen in isolation. And the tensions which had evaporated after the Dokulong has also resurfaced with the recent incursions by the Chinese army in the Ladakh sector of India. Now, one could see it as some kind of economic blackmail in terms of China threatening Australia, China uh, sending a warning to the Swedish regime when it questioned uh, the state of uh, Uyghurs and it could also be termed as modern gun boat diplomacy. There could be strong strategic tie-up with various countries and countries like Indonesia and Vietnam are also responding to the situation. One must not forget that India is also the largest exporter of generic medicine. And this matters in this present scenario when the relations are pretty frosty. A former ambassador had said that in future wars will be fought in market places, not in battlefields. Maybe that is quite evident when we look at the present situation. Our ties with China has always been uh, on the basis of panchil and mutual respect and trust. We have always perceived China as a friendly neighbor and an ancient civilization. Both the countries, in fact, 
have this historic responsibility of uh, carrying out ties based on their own old civilizational link-up. Fahian and Hunsang are classic example about uh, China's interest in India's cultural affairs. The spread of Buddhism again endorses uh, the historic and civilizational ties that we and China enjoy. So the present situation calls for reconciliation and also talks at the high level so that the tensions can be de-escalated on the borders. It doesn't augur well for two responsible nations and it is also time for China to realize that India is also perceived as a responsible Asian power since the last decade or two. And the ties can certainly be based on mutuality and shared value system instead of squabbling. After all, when we talk about world politics, somebody predicted about a polycentric world order rather than a bipolar world order. The bipolar order evaporated or died down after the demise of uh, the USSR. So it is time for nations to come together to have a healthy internationalism where they could address their respective national interests, fulfill their national objectives instead of indulging, indulging in any kind of warmongering. So the responsibility lies on China because international community is uh, waiting and watching. China has to be more transparent when it comes to COVID-19. The one of the issue, which is also very contentious in the sense that China has its own apprehensions about the diplomacy practiced by India. India has genuine concern in terms of its stand in uh, World Health Organization about how to proceed further in terms of investigating the COVID crisis. So it has to be taken in good faith and it must respond to the concerns of the international community.